We are hey. back finally on the Welcome with the Snap podcast. I am Tyler Hayward. With me today, guest hosting for us in lieu of Jeremy Files, immediate absence after the last dance is Chris Stanton. Um, we're going to be talking a little bit about some of the early entries for the NBA draft as it relates to Michigan and Michigan State. Uh, first off, breaking news out of the NBA is, you know, the passing of Jerry Sloan. Thoughts and uh, prayers to his family. Um, the guy was a winner, ultimately, and I don't think enough people label him that because he never did get that championship. But you look at what he did with that, with a franchise in Salt Lake City, um, it's impressive. And I think he just goes under that list of, you know, someone who didn't get a ring because of Jordan. Yeah, sure. but, he, he, uh, yeah. he definitely molded a team out there. I mean, stocking him alone, a lot of that will kind of take care of itself. But he put players in position to win. Yes, he had pieces there that probably, you know, if Jordan's Bulls weren't the opponent in the NBA Finals, he might have fared a little bit better. But obviously a, a top five all-time coach. He has over had over a, a thousand wins. And um, sad to see uh, hear about his passing today. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, look, he knocked out the second best player in the league at the time. <laughs> um, and Hakeem Olajuwon. So I, th- I think that kind of speaks for itself. But breaking news out of East Lansing the other day via Graham Couch's uh, radio show, ultimately translated over to print in the Lansing State Journal or type, however you want to put it. Uh, Joshua Langford wants to come back. <laughs> and who, I mean, when you look at the, you know, grand scheme of things in regards to, you know, some of the players leaving early that we are going to be talking about in a few, when you look at the grand scheme of things, I forgot about that possibility. You know, it seemed pretty cut and dry that he was done. Um, he participated in the uh, senior day activities. Both Chris and I were at the Breslin center for that. And it, he made a statement afterwards saying he didn't want to do this. Now, I don't know if he's had talks with uh, professional front office personnel, so to speak, and they were like, you got to show us that you're actually able to play. And this is maybe starting to affect his decision a little bit. But look, if Josh Langford wants to come back, if he's able to get that medical clearance – that is big time for Michigan State, especially if Aaron Henry goes, just because if Henry leaves, Michigan State has the bare minimum amount of wings on the roster that you can possibly have and still feel a decent team. I'm trying to temper my expectations as far as Langford's situation. <laughs> Best case scenario, I think he comes back and kind of fills that Kyle Orange role of 10 to 15 minutes a game. Um, takes a little bit of pressure off a of rocket and lawyer and Hoggard so that uh, we can do something in the backcourt. Losing a Cassius Winston is, is beyond, uh, you can't put a value on that, but I was really hoping that Michigan State would be able to bring in a graduate transfer, um, especially at the point guard position, where Langford being more of a shooter and a two guard, I, if he can come in and just play those minutes, get some shots up. That's, that's the most that I could hope for. You know, we had so many uh, images of him in a walking boot and a scooter. And like you said, with the 
comments that he made at our senior day, I had pretty much given up that uh, it was a nice little pipe dream that maybe he could come back. But uh, this certainly is a race. Isn't it interesting? All of the puzzle pieces right now that are up in the air for Michigan State, from him to Tillman to Henry, uh, things are going to get very interesting, no doubt about it. Well, yeah, and I think another big thing is Kareem Maine, who by all accounts, if he's not a – if like he's going through the process with the NBA right now, if things don't look good from his perspective, he seemed destined for Michigan State for a year at least. Um, but if Tillman and Henry come back and Langford is able to play, there's not a spot for him. No, the scholarship and, game, the numbers don't work in our favor that way. No, but at the same time, you'd rather be overloaded than underloaded. And that's sure. something that, I mean, we still don't know what the future holds regarding uh, Tillman and Henry. But look, as far as wing depth goes, this is big because now let's assume for the time being anyways, Aaron Henry decides to come back. Which, first off, is big because then that means Langford's not going to start. Because you can put Brown in there at the two. Henry, I just picture, is more of a three, even though Brown's got the size and, you know, typical basketball. Small guy, point guard, big guy, center. Brown would be your three. But let's say Henry comes back, he's your three. Malik Hall's changing positions. Izzo said that last year. He never put a timetable on when. Look at the roster. It's this year. Um, So then you got Brown uh, being backed up by Langford, who can come in and I think he can do better than (coughs) – I think he can give you a little bit better minutes than Kyle Arnes. May not put put that effort in there, but in 15 minutes, he can get you 10 points. Kyle Arnes couldn't do that. And so, yeah, they're, it, it's not a, a swap for swap with those two. I'm just saying, minutes wise, the fact that Langford has been off of a basketball court for so long, the injury, we don't know what yeah, he, he can that's play what at. Quick yeah. Yeah. And, but if he can give you those types of minutes, then you're good. Then you can slide Hoggard over to point. And I know I'm going to sound like a dick, but. <laughs> Trying to keep Hoggard at point guard is very pivotal for Michigan State because I've not seen enough from Foster Lawyer to show that he can take the next step. No, and, no, he can't. And it makes me nervous to put a true freshman um, in that spot. And I'm not completely sold on Rocket running this show. Maybe we've just been spoiled by Cassius Winston. That could just be it. But I'm holding my breath as far as our backcourt situation goes. But I don't Langford, anticipate Rocket. I don't anticipate Rocket being the defender that he was last year because he's going to have to shoulder the load offensively. Oh yeah, excuse he's me, but have to give up more on the offensive end. Yeah, so I but I still think that he can do it well because he was a pretty phenomenal passer out of that two guard spot. Yeah, when he got healthy, he really surprised us. I just, I, you know, again, depth is key. And if we were able to get Aaron Henry back, um, that gives us a little bit more at the wing area. You, you mentioned Gabe Brown. Uh, Malik Hall, I thought he was fantastic last year. I don't see him 
Izzo knows more than I do, so I'm not going to go against Izzo on this one. But uh, I, I see him more as a three. I think that he could shoot a lot better. And then look to see what we have up front. We have so much size and depth with Hauser now. And with Tillman, isn't it funny? And I'm sure you're going to want to get into this uh, as the show progresses. But you look back at the month of March at the mock draft and the different things that the talking heads were saying. Xavier Tillman was a late first round pick. March turns to April. Oh, he's sliding to the second round. Now, if you pull up any variety of mock drafts, you're not going to see Xavier Tillman's name in that 60 uh, slots in the draft. And not being able to go to Chicago and wow um, the scouts and the team, it's looking more and more like Tillman might just come back, and I'm really hoping that happens. Oh, well, yeah, and I think I think everybody is because he is the best defender in the Big Ten. And you know what? Throw offensive stats away in certain aspects. I'll say he's going to be the best big in the Big Ten next year with uh, – I mean, look, Garza's going to get all the awards. He'll get all the attention even at the end of next season. Tillman's better than Garza. And – yeah. I'm worried that the NBA only sees him as a role player. You know, and a lot of things I've read, um, scouts have compared him, compared him to Aaron Baines. You know, Aaron Baines is a fun player to watch as a role player. He's gritty. Uh, he's physical. Certainly Tillman can do those things. But I, I, I'm just looking at uh, what the scouts are putting out from the NBA. They don't believe in his shooting ability. They really question his ability to shoot the three. He, in a small lineup, yeah, he could play the five. But uh, is he going to get pushed around down there at the NBA level? There's a lot of questions um, with Xavier Tillman. See, and that, that's the thing is I don't think there's any because I think he's I, – I think that's why he's kind of fallen though is because he does everything good but nothing great. Um, with the, with obviously, his defense is an exception. Um, I don't – eventually see him running the floor general type role. But outside of that, who's that remind you of? And I'm, I've, I got as sick of the comparison as anybody, but mm-hmm. a guy who did everything good, but nothing great. Tillman's a Draymond Green vendor coming out of college than this guy, but he's not flashy. He's not right. that super athletic freak. And that's when you start to see these legitimate quality basketball players start to slide in the draft. Tillman Tillman can do it all. Look, he's focusing on school. He's getting a 3.8. On top of doing this, on top of raising two kids, basketball is going to take a little bit of the priority in regards to the kids. I'm not saying he's going to value basketball more than them, but – you know, you can you're dropping school entirely, and the percentage of your life that school took away, more of it is going to be going to basketball. Like th- this kid will be able to succeed at this level. He didn't have a three point shot at all when he started, and if that's what no. scouts are worried about. I trust him. I trust him to shoot that three. I trust. And I'm not sure I I'm not sure I trust the uh, scouts uh, what they're putting out there. They may be playing coy. They may be hoping to to pick him up somewhere in the second round because 
He's not going to embarrass any franchise. He's not going to be part of any, uh, to quote the last dance, any traveling cocaine circuses. You know, he's as solid as they come. And that's probably the one thing that, uh, that he is able to do right now is to kill these interviews. In fact, uh, Graham Couch did a piece today in the Lansing State Journal, and Izzo even alluded to that, you know, that guys like him and Cassius, those are the kind of guys you want in your locker room, even as rookies. You know, they're not going to uh, end up on the police blotter. They're going to be glue guys. And uh, it's it's interesting to see all the different things that are being said about Tillman. Uh, Izzo was even quoted today saying uh, he needs to probably come back. And Izzo doesn't always do that. Um, he obviously tries to do the best he can for his players. Yeah, he tried to shove a boot up my <laughs> up uh... Miles Bridges' butt or whatever to get him out of his oh, lancing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was telling you how much he uh, tried to get Miles to go and he wouldn't. Um, That's like kicking Xavier, year old, well, 18 year old out, changing the locks and saying, Yeah, you don't live here anymore. And he still found a way back. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I mean, we're talking about Tillman's potential. And, you know, I'm high on him. You're obviously high on him. Files really high on uh, Tillman's game. And, Look, we, we think he's going to be a great pro whenever he decides to leave. But he's going to be the focal point of the offense. So if I'm throwing in for a file, file, does that mean i got to play pretend and talk about, like, livers and testing and stuff? Oh, we are going to talk about livers here in a second. But okay, all right, all right. Yeah. Making sure. <laughs> but, we, uh, but when you look at a guy like Tillman being the focal point of the offense, seeing how he can handle a quick double team. You don't always double-team these unstoppable players in the NBA, but if he can't handle it, that's going to be a problem. I think Mm -hmm. he's a great passer within the realm of the offense. Yeah, he's definitely a system guy. I'm not necessarily going to, you know, put him on a Draymond Green passing level yet until I see him at the next level try to do that type of stuff. So we'll we'll see how that works out. But – we're talking about his potential for the NBA. Um, obviously, he is an early entry. Aaron Henry, Isaiah Livers, also early entries. Uh, who, who out of that group is most ready for the league? I think it's probably Henry. Um, he has oh. the the, fr- the frame. To, yeah, yeah. I think he has the frame to pull it off. He probably there's some inconsistencies in his game, but you could look at every single player in the draft and see that. Um, I, I definitely have him in, ahead of Livers. Livers is a 3 and D guy, but is his defense really – does it really translate to the NBA level? Physically, can he handle it? Um, he's a good athlete. I think Henry's a better athlete. No disrespect to Livers at all. I mean, Livers, he's a shooter. And if he's going to fill it up. He takes a ton of attempts from outside. Shot over 40%. The, the guy can flat out score. We know that. But can he defend? And is he physically ready for the NBA? Can he D up? No. Uh, Henry can. You know, a lot of times we saw Henry uh, check some of the best players in the Big Ten and whoever was on Michigan State's schedule because he's got that link. He, he's freakishly athletic. So I'm going to say Aaron Henry. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Tillman. I'm, I'm just going to. I mean, look, we, we've talked about how well-rounded he is. Um, I think he's the most ready for it. Obviously, those other two 
guys have a little bit more to work on than him. Um, but like we said, uh, you know, at this point, it's about that athleticism because that to GMs translates to potential. And I think that's where you're coming up with Aaron Henry, which I think is Absolutely. all well and good. I've got Isaiah Liver second. Um, Henry's, we, I mean, you said something about inconsistencies, and I think that's a really good point. But there's a problem with being an inconsistent shooter and just having a complete mental lapse. And you you can't afford to do that at this level. Um, Henry will probably be the best pro out of that group. Um, He'll be the best over time. Right now, I think he's the least ready for it. I think he needs to work on his handles a little bit more. I think he can kind of turn into a, uh, you know, over time, turn into a combo guard at the NBA level because he is a good passer. He needs to work on his handles a little bit more. He would get that opportunity if he comes back. Livers, I think, is just a consistent, solid player that you want. Like I said, uh, I think it's weird. I think Tillman's the most ready right now. And then I think Livers is, you know, number two. And I think Henry's number three. You flip that around for what I think that these guys are going to be 10 years down the road when we look back on this. Henry's number one, Livers number two, Tillman's number three. Yeah, and it's interesting with Livers and Tillman. They're both kind of on the older side. Uh, Livers, I think, is 22. Uh, So he may not change a lot physically. Uh, Same thing with Tillman. You know, that obviously their needs and their their skill sets are very different. With the NBA, NFL, it's all about the potential down the road. And maybe this is a a thing where they stick Aaron Henry in the D-League for a while, let him develop. Um, But I absolutely agree with you that when we look back, he's probably going to have the longest career. Yeah, yeah, he'll have the best career given his athleticism. But I, as of right now, I think he's also the least right. If he can do what he did at the second half of last season for one more year, and he can do it for a full year now, if he wants to take one or two games off and have a lapse or something like that, then go ahead. But if he can do it consistently for a full year, I mean, you might be looking at a top 30 pick. You're not looking at that right now. Sure. You're looking at a late second rounder or undrafted free agent. So can we use that analogy then with Xavier Tillman as far as his shooting goes? If he were to come back and the NBA is saying, well, if you can show over the course of a year that you can drain the three ball, that you can extend uh, defenses like the game that is played at the next level, don't you think it's a Tillman's best interest to, to show the NBA hey, I have a jump shot. You can count on me from deep and to come back for another year? I'm going to I'm gonna say yes, because obviously, <laughs> look, if you can do something consistently throughout the course of a full year, you're going to get that better look at the NBA. But I'm also going to say no, because that's something that he can work on and that you've seen improvement over the last three seasons. Aaron Henry has had mental lapses a, as a freshman, but that could be just because he's a freshman, and B, for half of last season. Sure. 
mental lapses you can't coach up and you don't and you can't work on as a coach and so that takes it out of their hands and they're like okay we're going to put this all on you and if you're having mental lapses you don't know if you can put all that on them and so i think it's a little bit different in that regard if he comes back and he's he might be the number two perimeter scorer behind Watts. But then you're looking at a guy who, like I said, he can fall into the first round after his junior season. But let's uh, look at these guys in another aspect. Uh, you know, we talk about who's better suited to go right now. Who stays and who goes and what uh, percentage would you give that? Well, I think the odds are in our favor as Spartans to see Tillman back. I just have a, a, a sneaking feeling that we're not going to see Henry back. Um, and Livers, I, I don't think he'll be back in Ann Arbor. Um, obviously, uh, the, the G League aspect plays into this, but what if there isn't a G League? Oh, what if there isn't an NBA season? All of these what-ifs have completely turned – this draft upside down. Do we do we even have a draft date yet? Uh, the withdrawal date got pushed back. I know that much. Right, right. Has the league set a draft date yet? I don't believe that they have. So with all of these what ifs, it's a lot of soul searching. It's a lot of questions. And we've never seen anything like this, obviously. So uh, who knows? But uh, it, if you were to put a gun to my head and tell me right now, who do, what do I have to say? Tillman's back, Henry's not. Yeah, uh, and Tillman said the other day he's 50-50. If, he's, right. if he is still at that level, if he's still 50-50, by the time the withdrawal date comes around, he's obviously coming back. He's coming back. Aaron Henry has not been practicing social distancing according to social media. And has been working out with <laughs> Gary Harris and Denzel Valentine. Yep, and... yep. He's hungry. Uh, he wants the opportunity. I just, you know what? I think that we're going to see him with uh, in Sioux Falls and um, Grand Rapids and the like. <laughs> that uh, you know, it may take him a year or two. He's yeah, he's not ready. But that that P word, that potential. The NBA, somebody in the NBA will take a flyer on him. For sure. Yeah, and in regards to Isaiah Livers. Uh, I I think he goes. Uh, I don't think he can really accomplish much else in college, and I know that sounds kind of stupid to say given how he was battling injuries all last season. But I don't think that he, <laughs> I don't think that he, there's anything that he can take a massive leap in in regards to his game that would get NBA scouts to be like, God, you know what? He's even better now than he was last year. I don't. I don't think that's. I don't think that's yeah. there for him. And it's no disrespect to the kid. You said it. He's a three and D NBA player. Well, he can shoot the three. He can play defense. He's lengthy. Yeah, sign him up. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I think, and especially too, um, Jawan Howard's program right now is really interesting with whether Eastern is coming in or he's not or that whole situation and the different revolving revolving door with scholarship. Um they did just they did just that, get a big time transfer from Wake Forest too, average twelve points a 
Anyway, it uh, looks like we had a shoddy connection there for a second. Uh, Christian is not with me here as we wrap up the show. We just want to thank him for his time. But look, Michigan did just get a uh, transfer from Wake Forest. Uh, they're loading up that wing position. I just really don't think there's room for Isaiah Livers there anymore. Um, and who knows if him and Eastern are able to be are able to play right away. Who knows if Eastern's even coming. You know, all of that we're going to find out here soon. And we'll talk about it then. But look, as it stands right now, Michigan State, especially if Henry does decide to go, um, which we're obviously leaning towards he is going to keep his name in the NBA draft. Um, getting Joshua Langford back is a big win for Michigan State. Um, you have Brown. Uh, you have Malik Hall at that three spot now. Um, Hoggard, like we talked about, is a combo guard, uh, so he might play a little bit of both, both point and two to uh, alleviate Watts playing point, because you can't play him 38 minutes a game like you did Cassius Winston. It's too much for a guy who may still be a little rough around the edges, so to speak, so we'll obviously dive into everything uh, more as it becomes official. Um, me and Vile will be doing some football talk soon, kind of a spring wrap-up of teams that didn't have a spring practice. Uh, where it stands right now, a couple additions have been made in regards to recruits uh, and anybody who may be able to play right away. We will talk about all of that, um, as well as some projections to the starting lineup uh, position battles to kind of look out for. In the fall, should we have football? It looks like things are going to start pointing that way uh, around July, and we will break it all down. Then as things become more official on that end as well. For Chris Stanton, I am Tyler Hayward. This was the Trouble with the Snap podcast.